Hello and welcome back to Entrepreneur Talks Podcast, Season 3. I'm so excited. I'm about to introduce my new guest for this week. Feel free to get in touch with my guest because all the information about it it will be on the description of each episode. You will find the website, social media, contact number, email, everything that my guest will provide, even a promo, something that you can get as a freebie because you've been listening, because you've been here with us. And don't forget, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, by Women Flicks. You will find all this information and much more. Get connected with us. Find more about what we do. And feel free to get in touch. My name is Yola Bast, and I'm here with my guest that I'm about to introduce. So, sit down, relax, and enjoy. My guest for today's podcast is... Margaret Mary O'Connor, and she is the author of the book called Scandal in the Shadows, the original priest, Mother Mary. Margaret is bringing us the subject about Christianity, Catholic side when it comes to women to be priests. Let's welcome Margaret and listen her story and why she's here with us today. Hello, Margaret, and welcome to my podcast. I'm so delighted to have you here today with me. Hello. I'm so glad to be here as well. Fantastic. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you. Oh, that's amazing. And tell me, where are you talking with from? Where are you in the, each yes, part? I'm in Buffalo, New York. Oh, okay. So very far from me, London, UK, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting to be talking to someone from London. Oh, that's great. Welcome. You, you, we're going to have fun for sure. So, Margaret, Margaret Mary O'Connor, tell me a little bit about your background. Yes, I have a Master uh, of Science from the University of Buffalo. I have a Master of Arts in Pastoral Ministry from Christ the King Seminary in East Aurora, New York, and I was formerly a chaplain, and currently I am a Eucharistic minister at my home parish 
amazing. So you are in the it's it's Catholic, right? Yes, I am. Oh, that's amazing! Wow. Oh, I never had someone talking from this kind of position or even this type of um, how I say profession. I'm oh, really? No, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, I hope, like, I'm sure my listeners as well, because we have been podcasting for a while um, and I never had someone like that. So let's come. So tell me, what is the, um, because I know you, you, you really, you are a woman, right? So how, how is the world for you as a priest? in your community in well actually um even though i have like was a chaplain in eucharistic ministry i'm still within the catholic church uh considered a lay uh person and i am a newly published author of a book called scandal in the shadows the original priest mary mother and I'm really excited to have a platform finally to get the truth of the actual past early history of women religious leaders in the Catholic Church. And unfortunately, this is a history that has literally been uh, hidden. It involves a centuries-old scandal of cover-up and lies. And if you can imagine, no matter uh, what faith you belong to, mm -hmm. if your church officials you find out have been lying to you, there is such a personal betrayal. Yes. And that, that really cuts deep. Yes. And it's not only initially going through that experience of being, you know, basically betrayed by your church, it's also a grief in a sense of you realize that there's a religious heritage that has been lost to you as a woman. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are a male priest and your family members, it basically runs through generations. Uh, they will have a man who would become, let's say, either a priest, a bishop, some even went on to be cardinals. But what I'm saying is generational-wise, there was always, you know, someone in the family uh, as a role model. And yeah. in the Catholic Church for men, uh, obviously, they have the role models of, of priests that are up there. But what about for the woman? There really is no role model. And, and actually, it is a, a role model, model, right, Mary? I met, yes. Uh, Mary, Mary Mother is, but yes. she was never considered to be a priest. And this is something that is actually, uh, it's not something that I'm making up out of conjecture. Mm -hmm. This has been found through biblical research. And I think it's pretty exciting that this other completely, if you want to call it, which really it is, it's been a hidden side to Mary, Mother of God, that she was a priest, she was a bishop, that she herself ministered. I mean, you can imagine the people that she ministered to. And she actually had a title 
that she was the model for all priesthood. Okay. Now this went on uh, actually, you know, during Mary's uh, lifetime. And if we jump forward to 1903, and when you consider 2000 years of church history, 1903, there was a Pope Leo XIII who uh, received a painting of Mary dressed in priestly garments. Then in 1913, the Holy Office forbade any devotion to Mary priest. Mm -hmm. Then we move on to 1927 and her title was completely taken away from her. Wow. So it, it's shocking, not only time-wise, that it's the closest that we know, again, considering 2,000 years of church history. Yes, but why I still, Mar Margaret, sorry to interrupt you, but why is still um, something that has been, uh, something that is still hiding from people? Why? That's my, because you've been talking and I'm like, wow. This should be this should be said by everyone. Should everyone should know? I didn't know actually. I'm just... Oh, oh, definitely. And in fact, uh, there was a there was an author, Gary Macy, who had a book out, "The Hidden History of Women Priests." Okay. And he made a statement to me that was shocking. He said, "In the first 1,200 years of Christianity." there were uh, women priests and it said it shocked him. And you can imagine I as well was shocked or I think anyone in your audience, if they read that, would, uh, would be shocked. Yes. And the only reason I think that they're hiding it is, I mean, let's face it, after centuries of lies and cover up, uh, this is something that they wouldn't be very proud to, to come out and say that, you know, they have been misleading the uh, Catholic laity. And as well, I unfortunately, I think it's like a, a power struggle. Um, you have to really go back into the early uh, beginnings of early Christianity to try to get an understanding of how women were so looked down, um, believe it or not, um, when you think of like back in early Christianity, Rome, of course, was a big leader. They had all the power. They had the, you know, big armies. Yeah, and, um, yeah. It was the way their civil law treated women. They saw women as basically nothing. They had nothing. And yeah. The Catholic Church leaders basically shaped that same uh, offensive, uh, prejudicial civic law, and they and they formed it into their Catholic Church law. So there was just such a great bias there because if these church theologians were, you know, taking from something which, it, to begin with, was prejudicial. You can imagine right away any laws or anything towards women. Uh, it didn't come from uh, an evil, uh, not an evil, I'm sorry, an equal uh, <laughs> standpoint. <laughs> yeah, they were, 
they were evil in a way, you know, sinister, really, what they did. Um, but that's a whole other aspect that most people don't realize. And yes, there were rich, some rich women back then. And in fact, as we know, churches that are on the corners of streets, uh, back then uh, there was nothing like that. The people would actually go to these rich women's houses. They were called like house churches. Yes, because uh, Margaret, celebrate. Yes, one question I've got uh, now is about the present. Right now, in terms of preach, like your your profession, what you do, is not too many women around the world doing what you do, right? Well, um, there's not too many women. Uh, women have, uh, yes, they. I mean, they've written books, and, and these are brilliant women that have really um, done the research. They've done all the hard work, and I'm here gleaming from that and, I, and I'm trying to um, present it to the average everyday Catholic because they know the truth they've already written about this in their research but I'm still mystified it's like you said you know why don't people know and it's time until the average Catholic laity that's what we're called know the truth at hand nothing is going to change in rome oh wow nothing is going to change and then you also might wonder well gee uh why are beyond going back you know centuries ago how the laws were all biased basically against women why why can't women be priests in the catholic church mm, yes why? jesus said in Galatians 3.28, he said, there, there is no man or woman. All are one in Christ Jesus. So right there, there's the equality between the man and the woman. Or even going back to Genesis 1.27, in the divine image, woman and men were created. They were made by God. Yes, correct. And so many times you'll hear um, biblical references in association of why women can't be priests. Um, there's often men believe that women are not made in the image of God. And back then, their own frame of mind was women were basically under their dominion, especially if you were the average poor woman. Hmm. and you had no authority yes. so you know that just came about that was awful uh, cultural prejudice I imagine I imagine Margaret because let's go to another let's say and on another religion like in another religion the, it's my mistake on another side of Christianity is the evangelics evangelic way and I've seen on that side of Christianity women can be can be pastors they call pastors right they don't they don't really call them priests i think so it's a totally so because christianity in a catholic way or an evangelic way is different because it's the way we i don't know really i don't know very well to explain but i know one of the things i know from the side of evangelic is the the way they 
they how I say they contact or they get in touch or they be, no they believe because the belief is the same but the way you interact with God is different but I've seen women as a pastors and very powerful women but they're not I don't I'm not sure if they they are they living in that kind of life as a Christian on the Catholic side if I make sense I don't know if you understand what I mean but it's two sides of this right what do you think yes there is and until people really realize the 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 factual history that how even biblical verses were used in a twisted way uh, due to the awful cultural prejudice that there was about four other points on that line mm -hmm. that it was believed like women could never speak publicly in church and again this went back to a cultural prejudice women were feeble-minded yes and uh as well they had emotional instability so you couldn't expect them to be out in the public of all places and you know talking publicly wow. and um then there was um woman carried the punishment for Eve and again this goes way back to Genesis and if women obviously had sinned they wouldn't be the stellar candidates for priesthood that was relegated to the perfect members of the church and that of course was the men and then the belief that because Jesus was a man only a man can represent him yes. uh, at Eucharist. And again, this isn't even uh, biblical. And finally, let's see, one other point was uh, because Jesus uh, explicitly chose only 12 apostles, which were all men, that somehow came to mean that he permanently never wanted any woman uh, to be in the priesthood. And again, this, this isn't right. Jesus, when he lived, you have to remember back in that uh, social <laughs> cultural content sure. at that time, ancient Israel was purely patriarchal. And that's why he chose uh, a, a man, the, the, the 12 apostles to represent the 12 tribes of Israel, because they, at that point, they just, they, they couldn't understand, you know, if he had, but you have to look at what he actually did. Jesus had women with him. Yeah. And of course he picked a Mary Magdalene as the apostle to the apostles. Mm -hmm. This is beautiful. I don't know if that gives you better, a little better idea. Wow. I'm like, this story, like I said to you at the beginning, we never had, um, anyone coming this on this level talking about uh, Christianity or talking in, about any religion and I'm so grateful because you brought this and I'm sure like my listeners as well if they never heard they're gonna learn something today and they might gonna help to change the the way the world brings women to the to any type of position in, in the world any business any any especially on this because this is this is unbelievable in the world that we're living, but it's unbelievable that happened before. Yes, and, in 2020, that this yeah, is and it's still happening. And 
<laughs> Thank you so much, Margaret, for this for this opportunity to could, have. Could I just say one quick one thing? Yes, yes, uh, of course. I really would like your audience uh, to help me by going to yourradicaltruth.com. That's yourradicaltruth.com. Yeah. Uh, if you want to initiate change and believe in the year 2020 that women should be at least have their equality in the church to become a woman Catholic priest, then I would like you to sign the petition. Uh, Pope Francis wrote a book on women. <clears throat> Excuse me. Great. No, no, it's all right. No. Um, and anyway, he came out with a, a shocking statement, and he said that uh, women achieve their uh, feminine or, or their feministic uh, goals back when women uh, received the right to vote. Okay, that's 1920. What's happening now in the Catholic Church is, I mean, it's just shocking. What about women's equality? In 1976, the Pontifical Biblical Commission said there was absolutely no reason why women can't be priests. Yeah. They denied that. They've kept that secret. Then you have in, uh a directive from uh, Vatican II that if this was obeyed back in the 60s, it was to completely eliminate all discrimination, sexual discrimination in the church. That would have been another avenue to uh, open up a priesthood. Okay. And lastly, you listeners have probably heard about the deacons, the study of a, a commission on deacons. Back in the 70s, there was a commission, and that basically looked into um, women deacons, and it found it actually compared between men deacons and women deacons. They were both uh, on the altar in the presence of a bishop. The bishop laid hands over them. They both received a cup of blood, and yet our present pope says we need uh, he can't do a sacramental decree without more historical theological foundation. The theological foundation is there from their own pontifical biblical commission's findings. And as well, we have the historical from going way back. So there was no need to initiate a 2016 study. I guess I'm asking your audience why is the hierarchy completely covering up all the factual evidence of women priests, women bishops, women deacons, and above all, Mary Mother of God as a woman priest. So I'm Thank just trying you. to get that truth out there because I really believe any woman has a right to be a woman priest. Yes. I do, I do, I do accept and I do believe as well. Thank you, Margaret. Uh, all the information about this link and all the ways you can get in touch, or my listeners can get in touch with you, sorry, <laughs> will be on the description of your podcast when it comes live. So to my listeners right now, um, check the links and help uh, Margaret to, to reach the, the petition and sign up and just help the women 
because I know uh, in on our podcast right now or even my followers my listeners is a lot of women involved and I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna feel what I felt right now you're gonna listen carefully the story that Margaret wrote for us today I I really thank you Margaret for this moment and I hope that through my through my podcast and other ways in on Facebook on edit other places on social media you can reach enough women to be able to to sign this petition and change that perception. Thank you very much for having this opportunity. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, my dear. God bless you, and I'm sure we're gonna keep in touch. I and I let me just tell you, I just signed up for your petition just now, so. I I really hope that this this change and I speak with you another time for sure we will get in touch we will keep in touch take care my dear <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome take care and god bless you bye this is the end of our session today I really hope that you enjoy this session with my guest. I love it. Feel free to find more information about my guest and get connected with. He will be on the description of this episode. You will also find a freebie. There is always a freebie from my guest to you. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, where you will be connected with Women Flicks, empowering women around the world. Get to know more about us. My name is Yola Bastos and I'm so grateful that you've been here with me and my guest on this week. I really hope I can see you next week for a new story, a new journey, a new inspiration. Take care. Bye-bye.